Hello, I'm Scott Berry. I'll be your host today on the podcast, Roofs, Remodels, and Revenue. This is a podcast for those that own roofing and remodeling companies and are looking to grow. Today, we have a very special guest with us. This is a perfect time for us to be talking to Burton. We have Burton Hughes. Burton Hughes is one of the most successful project managers, roofing specialists that, that I've ever seen. And I've been working with roofing contractors since 2016. Um, and he has had continued, repeated, ridiculous success in this space. Uh, he's actually also a best-selling author, a Wall Street Journal best-selling, uh, just super accomplished and uh, has a lot of things that he can share with us today. And we're thrilled to have you here. I really appreciate it. It's long overdue, brother. Yeah, thanks for... uh, (laughs) We've been talking about this for maybe a year now. Yeah, we have, have. but we're going to do it again, uh, a bunch more. So um, I introduced you a little bit, but uh, you should maybe just add a few things, and then we'll tell them what the topic is today, and we'll jump right in. Okay, yeah, that's... uh, (laughs) So I was like, where do you begin? But again, my name is Burton Hughes. I live here in Dallas, Texas, uh, 41 years old, got three daughters, and... uh, I am a roof, roofing contractor slash project manager. Um, it's kind of funny when people ask like what I do. Mm-hmm. It, it really just depends on the day, but I would say 90% of my time we're, we're growing the, the roofing and uh, remodeling company here in, in Texas. Uh, Nuvi Roofing is our company. I'm one of the partners. And um, this is an industry as of uh, 2017 is kind of when I started hearing more about it. I didn't, know anything, I didn't know anything about the roofing industry. I've um, always been in the real estate realm. I started in new home sales when I was 21 on the sales side. And then just through that natural progression, I became a realtor and, 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 and doing remodels and helping with flips and working with customers with you know custom homes. So I've been in and around it, but never specifically yeah, just on the roofing not like side. This. Yeah, it just, a, just a little different. But I was aware, but again, it's just a slightly different business model than I had learned. And... Um, one of the, the, the things that I've done throughout my adult career is, is helping grow and restructure businesses, you know, whether it was, you know, the health clubs or just sales in general. And it was just a perfect fit between me taking my real estate career yeah. and my new home sales career. And really, honestly, some of the things that made me successful in the roofing industry has been some of the fitness sales aspects that we did Absolutely. with that and really just took all of that and combined it together to make this really cool, um, Again, it's nothing revolutionary, but just a really great, solid business model for us roofing sales. So, yeah. yeah. Well, th- what's definitely different is the success that you've had. Mm-hmm. You know, and my experience is, and, and we have cool, somewhat similar backgrounds in that both of my, my grandfathers were general contractors. Okay. And okay. they built homes. And so was my father. So I was the first one in, and several generations that didn't get in the business. And that's because every summer I would work with my father um, working on the houses that he was building. <laughs> and I decided I'm going to college and doing something different. Yeah, you loved it, it or you hated it. it, it was, and you were like, it was not for me. Yeah. And, 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 what, and what really fixed it was the summer that I got to roof. Uh, it was tough, dude. It was Louisiana. Right? It, was, it was August. <laughs> and it was, you know, he probably did it on purpose yeah. you know he's like all right son this is what we're gonna do we're gonna roof this church and it was august and they had black shingles and and we didn't have lifts uh-huh. i was the lift You're right so i'd put the shingles on my shoulder and take them up the ladder and stuff and i think it was on that project that i decided man i'm gonna have to 
take a different path <laughs> you know and i ended up working on marketing and, yeah. and i graduated in marketing and uh it's really cool that since 2016 i've been working with general contractors and remodelers and roofers so i feel really comfortable in that space but i'm glad to be on this side of the table brother i'm gonna tell you i, I get it <laughs> you know it's really cool there's kind of a coming home thing that like you said you you know you grew up around it so i bet it is there's kind of a i'm gonna say nostalgic but Oh, the fact yeah. that you are in this, I think there's, again, I, don't, I, I know there's something that's passing the DNA lineage that from the father to son and somewhere in there, like you said, as, as miserable it was, it was probably 165 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it but felt when like you, on When that you factor route. in like the shingles, the heat, it's, it's, definitely, oh, yeah. it's definitely in the, in, in the mid, mid 100s as far as temperature, but it could have been one of those things to where making you do that hard work definitely steered you towards yeah, to where to I was college. meant to be. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's cool that you're working with the contractors and, and, and you've made it really seamless for me. I, I came to Dallas in 2018 and um, I had met, you know, a mutual friend of ours just through, you know, roofing sales, right? He was right. like, yeah, I want, I got You, you got to meet my gut, my buddy, uh, Scott. And, and I thought he was having me meet you to talk about roofs. And I had no idea that we were going to talk about marketing and what we were going to do as far as that goes. And it's just kind of funny how, yeah, our, our paths crossed, but you really met me right as I was kind of forging my way in this new industry. So. Yeah, I want on another episode. Yeah. I want to talk about that first time yeah. that we met because that's so classic. You when we met for that <laughs> breakfast, like people need to hear that, you know. But we'll save it for another episode. Yeah, of so I'm going to introduce the topic, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And um, and and the, the timing and then we're going to jump right in it right so this is a super good time to be talking about how to be successful in roofing sales and and how to grow your revenue because we just had our big storm yeah. you know and it may be the only one we get for the whole year and last year i don't think we got one this good so massive hailstorm. Mm -hmm. this is the super bowl for roofing contractors you're either going to make your year or not yeah. make your year you might even make the next two years off of this if you're good Yes. right and i've noticed that they're not all good right. there is a difference between those that are wildly successful and those that you know just made enough to make it through the year so yeah. there's some things that the successful companies realize right that the unsuccessful companies don't right and and we want to talk about one of these things today okay. and you're going to share that with us is let's pick one thing that the companies that are very successful that they understand they realize and they take advantage of it right so tell us about that obviously um the audience today you know if you're in the roofing and remodeling whether you're brand new or you're you know a, a company that's been around for 20 years the biggest thing that i see is i'm going to talk to maybe the company that's three or five years old just so i can instead of going on one and talk about something completely different i want to talk to say i'm talking to the company that's three or five yeah, years old something they should already know by now yes but, but may not what i'm finding is you're right we had we have had a few storms this year we we mean we mean hailstorms here in dallas it's like we're at the bottom of the jet stream and it'll be rain south and it'll be snow north or <laughs> just craziness going on but right where dallas hits it always seems to bring large hail so May 19th, we got we had we had a, a big hailstorm come through. Now, like you said, last year we had a couple small storms, small right. swaths that come through because there's always going to be some sort of you know storm. But In this area, yeah, there's always there's always small. When we say small, it, in any other region, that would be the storm of the year, honestly. Yeah. Um, but here in here in Dallas, we had well North Dallas. May 19th, we had a storm that came through that the hailstones were it was four inch plus. Yeah. They're almost like asteroids, like death stones falling from the sky. So this is not your normal, 
your normal hailstorm. And then also, this is such a densely populated area. And the swath of the storm really covered North Dallas, Plano, McKinney, Allen to Fairview. So we're talking a huge swath yeah. of homes, hundreds and thousands yeah. of homes. Right? It's the Super Bowl for a roofing contract. It's the Super this Bowl, it, not right? to mention in Dallas and DFW. Just to give you an idea, guys that are listening, we have over 3,500 registered known like in DFW roofing and roofing contracting, you know, roofing yeah. and contracting companies in DFW. 3,500. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy in itself. It's the then, most competitive market. And hands the, down. And the, Florida's competitive, yeah. but nothing is nothing like the like, DFW nothing Metroplex. Like this. And then the other, and the other part of that is, is when we have storms like this, then you also get the people coming from Louisiana, I mean, yep. Montana. I mean, we're getting a lot of you know out-of-towners yep. coming in, too. So just there's a lot of business to be had, but there's just the sheer just yep. concentration of companies and how competitive it is is crazy. Um but what I'm finding, and like I said, I've, I haven't been doing this a long time. I, really, 2018 is when I really was you know, full on, is I'm finding a lot of these companies aren't taking care of their existing customers. So they're chasing these storms, they're going out of state, they're doing this, but like, okay, great. You got the contractor that comes from you know, Oklahoma down here to fix a storm. Like, well, how is he gonna service that customer? Yeah. How's he gonna handle their you know, hey, like pipe jacks, you know, leaking or, or, or whatever it may be. How is he going to service that customer? How is he going to be able to stay in contact with them, you know, when they have, yeah. you know, small repairs or whatever needed to. Well, he can't. Correct. Yeah, there's he, They're just no not going to be able to. So you're chasing a storm. So, okay, you get their business once. Yeah. Right? So what we started focusing on is, is we're going to take care of our existing customers. So when we get these storms like this, we need to check our existing customers first to make sure when these stones came through that, a, we don't have any, you know, holes, you know, broken, I mean, broken windows was a whole other thing with this too, but we needed to make sure that we got out and checked our existing customers to prevent and mitigate any further damage from leaks. Yeah. So before we even skylights. started, sky, wow. you know, skylights, vents, windows. So that first day we reached out, we sent out, you know, a message to all the existing customers saying, look, you know, we've had a storm. Some people were hit, some weren't, because at the, in the very beginning like that, you don't have the hail maps telling you exactly where the storm hit. You're just getting like Facebook yeah. messages and Instagram and, and, and my phone just panicked customers saying it's just pure hell. You have not, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And in fact, this was the worst storm that we've had in 21 years. Not necessarily the biggest hail, but just sheer amount of homes um, in 21 years. So that first day, I think I personally filed over 40 claims, I think 30, 38, 40 claims, but those were existing customers. Those were existing customers that I needed to ensure were taken care of. So that first, set, well, I won't say first two days, that first Saturday and Sunday, the storm hit Friday night around 7.38, not much we can do, but starting at 5.36 a.m. the next day, we were going out checking to make sure that there was no immediate things that needed to be addressed on the roof. If there's dented in metal, you know, no problem, no leaks, no worries there. But it wasn't a matter of are we filing a claim? It's file your claim now because it's going to be it's going to be wild. There's going to be material shortages. So yeah. let's get the claims filed. Let's make sure that nothing's up there. It needs to be taken care of. So we were boarding up windows. We were, you know, taping box vents. We were, you know, anything that we could do to mitigate damage moving forward. And then we started focusing on new business. Take care of your, say you, you call it low hanging fruit, right? But take care of your existing base and then focus on your new business. Because the thing is, is you don't have to chase the same customer twice. Yeah. Take care of existing people, they're gonna stick with you. And I've noticed a lot with these, um, these companies 
is I was getting calls because they couldn't get a hold of or their other roofing company is no longer in the area. They've gone out of business or they were just a fly by night. Hey, someone yeah. just knocked my door. Yeah. So, so um, you'd be hard pressed, I think, to find anyone that said they filed 50 claims in the first 48 hours. Correct. One person. That's not our entire company. That's just me. Yeah. yeah. So that's a testimony to this works. Yeah. Right. So how do you, how do you make that work? Like, how would someone approach, um, you know, getting to that many places that fast and have them not think about it? You know, well, let me talk to my, you know, my spouse and, and, and let me talk to the insurance, whatever. I mean, you were filing claims. You're on the roost immediately. I, I was filing claims and I wasn't even with my customers. They just know that they, 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 they know what to do. We, they knew you were coming. They knew we were coming. They knew what to do. Yeah. We had already want to say coach and train them on the process forward, but all there of our go. customers know the process inside and out. So they know what to do. They know what to look for. They know that they, we are maybe not there right then, but we're going to be there within a couple hours. Right. But it, this, this type of storm, it wasn't, is there damage? It's how much, and I need to get on this immediately. So there were people knocking doors the next morning. Yes. Right? But but not you. I didn't have to knock doors. Yeah. I didn't have time to knock doors because my immediate focus on is take care of your customer because that's just what you do. So a lot of these customers, I had replaced some of their roofs, some of them 2018 and into 2019. Again, when we met with them, I mean, <laughs> in DFW, unfortunately, when you meet with customers and you end up doing the roofing project, they're like, they're maybe they've had a bad experience. Our industry kind of has a bad reputation. Yeah. It's almost like you have a black eye. So yeah. when you're closing that customer again, it's not only are you selling them on why you're why you're better or maybe why your service is better or the products are better, but you're also having to overcome. This was a terrible experience. I never said I was going to do it again, and then ultimately get them convinced that you're going to do a great job, and then at the same time. When the next storm hits, this process, it's just inevitable that they're going to use us again. Yeah. And we don't take it for granted. Yeah. So with us, we take amazing, we take amazing records and we keep all those. We're constantly emailing, hey, Great we've point. got a big storm coming in this weekend. Yep. Just keep your eye on the roof. You know, it, it's just one of those things where we're just in constant contact. Shoot a text. Um, I'm, I can be better. I'm not going to sit here and say I do everything great. Um, I'm not also saying that you need to send out every one of your customers, you know, birthday cards to all their kids and their grandkids. Like there's, there's somewhere in between that like, yeah. Hey, we had a storm this weekend. Just want to make sure everything's good. I'm telling you those text messages, those can be automated. Those can be emails, but I will tell you, just keep it in contact with your people because when a big storm like this hits, it's not a, Oh my God, who are we going to call? It's no, we're going to call Burton Hughes at Newview Roofing because he took such great care of us. And the thing is with that, we're averaging 2.2 to 2.5 referrals per customer. So not only am I taking care of existing customers, when I'm taking care of the existing customer, I'm also probably talking to their neighbors. Yep. So it's one of those things to where, yes, you can chase new business and you can go knock doors 100%. Now, again, if you're brand new, that's what you're doing. I'm talking to the company that's three to five years old, that you've had some storms, you're doing business. But when you do things right the first time, you're going to have a customer for life. Unfortunately, fortunately for us in DFW, the average roof is four to seven years old That's based on right. hail. Our insurance prices are higher, 
but at the same time we're not only doing insurance work because sometimes we have commercial jobs we have homes that just need new roofs and we're not filing it under insurance so it's not like we're only doing insurance and we're just filing claims it's just it's an amalgamation of all of it so you mentioned so. a couple of good mechanisms for staying in contact mm -hmm. um, with your previous customers yeah. text right yeah, absolutely. email mm -hmm. um, um, you've got some followers on Facebook, right? So you, you get too. people to yeah. follow you, mm -hmm. Instagram, um, and you keep them updated on weather. And here comes a storm. We'll yep. come to you first. All you have to do is reach out to me, and, and I'll make sure customers are first before I start knocking 100%. doors. I'm yep. not going to let you have a leak from a busted vent while I'm out trying to get new business. That's ethics to me. That just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Maybe it's a, I know, maybe someone's like, well, that's a bad business. What, you know, it's like, it's not just a one man show here. We've got 13, we have 13 full time, you know, project managers. So it's not like we're a small company, we're like a medium company, right? So it's not just like I'm out here and it's just me. I mean, we've got a whole sales force, but each individual person, it's like you're running your own business, your own customer base within the company, right? I consider myself kind of an, an entrepreneur in that aspect where yeah. you have your own book of business within the company. Those are your customers. You're going to take care of them directly. I love it. And, and I'll close with this. Here's one of the differences is I think every roofing contractor, people that own their own roofing business will say, Oh, we care about the customers. Yeah. Like we, we want that roof the next time they need it. But the question is, what are you doing, mm -hmm. you know, after the sale mm -hmm. to set yourself up for that? Um, and when there is a storm, like in, in Dallas or in Florida, what are you doing when you wake up the next morning? Yeah. And that's going to be the difference between whether or not you make it your first priority or you're just making it a priority. One thing that I know specifically that, if you can take one thing from this this small conversation that we're having, and uh, I have we call it the sales bible, but I have a, a very systematic way that I approach my business. And one thing that I will say that I did in real estate sales and, and, and health club sales and even in roofing sales is future pacing. Okay, that the people have a problem, you need to solve it, right? I also educate them on what we are doing. I'm not just saying we'll take care of it. I call it future pacing. So this is what you need to expect. And I go through a, 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 a timeline of what we're doing today, what to expect, because the, the biggest thing that you find with customer service and, and, and when you find out from that, they don't know what's going on. They're getting calls from their insurance company. But the thing is, is when I file the claim with the customer, I'm telling them, I'm telling them verbatim what's going to happen. This is what to expect next. So that when the insurance company reaches out to them and says, hey, we need to get three bids, like that's not the process. The process is we'll file a claim. They're going to reach out to you within 24 to 48 hours. So I'm taking a lot of the stress and anxiety the customer has of the unknown and I'm teaching them this is the flow chart. This is how it's going to happen. This is what we're going to do to take care of it. And you can literally just watch the stress and just the anxiety roll off of them because they know that they're with the right person because it's under control. Roofing contractors, there's always something we can work on, always something we can do better. And you just heard it from one of the absolute best. Make customers a priority. Make them number one. Don't just say it, but make them number one. Thank you, Barton. We appreciate having you here. I really appreciate it, Scott. Thank you, sir.